everyone, and welcome to our very first episode of our Leaving It at His Feet Every Day LIFE podcast. For those of you who are joining us from the group, you know that I have been talking about branching out to this for a little while now in an effort to better accommodate the needs of our members. I realize that many of you find it a lot easier to listen than to sit down and watch a video. For those of you who are not joining us from the group and have just stumbled upon our little podcast, please feel free to look for us on Facebook, Leaving It at His Feet Every Day, L-I-F-E. We have both a public group and a private group, but our private group is the one that has all the goodies. You'll find a little something for everybody there. We have Bible studies. We have many teachings. We have things for kids, preteens, and young adults. So feel free to look us up on Facebook. So today I would like to talk about something um, that we've actually touched on a little bit in our Bible study. Um, I also briefly mentioned it during our live prayer Tuesday, but it's something that has been coming to me um, from several different sources lately, and I felt the need to share. I often find that God talks to me that way um, when some the same thing just keeps coming to me over and over again through different sources. I know that God is trying to talk to me. He's trying to tell me something. He's trying to make something clear to me. And I'm sure that's happened to you many times as well. But whenever those things come to me, I often feel like I should share them. So that's what I'm here to do today. Um, We briefly discussed before um, in our last study about dying to self and how that looked like us giving up what we consider, what we see as our rights. And that any time that those rights are taken from us or intruded upon in any way that that leads to emotions that leads to strong, overwhelming emotions that cause us to lash out, that cause us to do things that we normally would not do things that always end up leading to things. It it leads to a bad end. And I'm talking about things like anger Bitterness, resentment, jealousy, betrayal, you know, the big things, the really big ones, the ones that consume us, the ones that affect us the most. Okay. And so, what I want to talk about today is laying down those emotions. A few months ago, uh, I was listening to a sermon at this church that I've recently started attending. And the man that was preaching, he he said something in such a way that it gave me one of those aha light bulb moments. You know what I'm talking about when you've heard something like many times, but someone says it in just the right way that it clicks. For me, it's like a picture that has suddenly just become clear. You know, I, I finally got it. I get it. it. It's stuck there now. That happened for me this day. He was talking about how Jesus had laid his emotions down and that no matter what someone has done or hasn't done, it does not give us the right not to do the right thing in return. I had never quite heard it put that way before. No matter what someone has done or hasn't done, 
It does not give us the right not to do the right thing in return. And I know it sounds so simple. And it really is in in thought. (laughs) In action, though, that is something we definitely, definitely tend to struggle with, especially with those big, huge emotions. In that moment, when those emotions are so strong, they are so overwhelming, and it feels so good to just give into them in that moment. It's a very difficult thing to walk out. But what we have to remember is that God commanded us to do the right thing. He didn't suggest it. He commanded us to do the right thing. And we are supposed to imitate Jesus. And Jesus laid down his emotions. And God gave us this command. And the bottom line is, is that no matter what someone has done, or hasn't done, it does not give us the right to disobey him. That's what has really stuck with me. No matter what someone has done or hasn't done, it does not give us the right to disobey him. One day we are all going to answer for our behavior, for our actions or our inactions. And they will have to answer to him for what they've done. We're not accountable for what they do, but we are accountable for how we respond. And if we stand there one day and try to tell him, well, God, I disobeyed you because they did this, or I disobeyed you because they didn't do this, That's not going to cut it. He's not going to buy that as an excuse. There is no excuse. We were commanded to do something and we disobeyed. And what someone else has done or hasn't done doesn't make it okay for us to disobey. And that's the bottom line. Also, this is how we show Jesus. You know, in the world that we live in today, <clears throat> it's, it's extremely important. And it's often what we think about is that when we step outside our homes and we go out into this world today, that it's important for us to show Jesus. And you're right, that is. That is because often we, we could very possibly be the only Jesus that someone ever sees. There are sadly many out there who've never heard of Jesus. There are many more out there who've heard of Jesus, but they think he's just a character in a storybook. And then there are some out there who know about Jesus, but they've never actually seen him walked out. A lot of people talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. So, yes, it's it's very important for us to show our Jesus out in the world But one thing that is often overlooked is showing Jesus right here in our own homes. And let's face it, our homes are the biggest hotbed of emotions that you could possibly imagine. These are the people that we love the most. So they're the most capable of evoking emotions in us. 
These are the people who know us best and who we know best. So therefore, we are far more likely to push each other's buttons, to get under each other's skin. This is where those really strong, overwhelming emotions are most likely to happen. This is where we have the best opportunity to show our Jesus. When we are standing there in the face of anger, we're standing there in the face of chaos and calamity and hurt or rejection, whatever it might be, and we respond in kindness and compassion and love and grace. That's our opportunity to show Jesus because that's what Jesus did. That's what God does. And that's what we're commanded to do. And when people stand back and they see that, they're in awe. Think about it out in this world today, but yes, even in our own homes, it's not surprising to see somebody respond the same way they are treated. As a matter of fact, many people say that one of the things that pushes them away from Christianity is people who proclaim themselves to be Christians, but then they behave no differently than the world. All they see there is hypocrisy and they want no part of that. But when you see someone being treated poorly, but respond in kindness and love, When you see someone in the middle of absolute chaos and calamity, but maintain their peace and their calm, that you want to know, where did that come from? How are they capable of that? I want that. I want to know where that came from, and I want that. I want to be part of that. I want that for my life, too. That draws them to Jesus. And we understand that out there in the world, but in our own homes, where there's the most opportunity, we don't often think about that because we think that because most of the time we attend the same church services, we see this and listen to the same sermons, we do the same devotions, we pray together, that that means that we're all in the same place, that we're all on the same page, that we understand and grasp the same things, but that's not usually true. Especially with our spouses, that is not usually true as we were raised in different homes in different ways. And we are so very often at different places in our walks. We are not usually on the same page. We don't always understand the same things or grasp the same things. And we need to show our Jesus to each other as much in our home if not more so than out there in the world. When we are standing there in the face of hurt or pain or anger, or we are have our whole world seeming to fall apart around us and everything is in chaos, we need to be able to respond in love kindness, mercy, and compassion, and show our Jesus. Our children need to see that. Our spouses need to see that. Our loved ones need to see that. They need to be drawn to that. They need to see you being able to stand there and act that out so they can come to you and say, where does that come from? 
I want that too. I want to be like that too. Or let it point out to them how they are behaving so that they can make it right. Think about this for a minute. I was talking with my children the other day. Uh, My daughter was actually discussing a story that she was writing with us, and it led to the conversation or the topic of parents when they are going through something that's very difficult, something that's highly emotional, but they have to squash it when they are around their children. They slap a smile on their face and they just carry on like everything's okay when they're around their children. And it begs the question, why? Why do we do that? Well, if you're a parent, you know why we do that. We do that out of love for our children. We love our children very much and we don't want them affected by the emotions that are overwhelming us right now. We don't want them overwhelmed. We don't want them hurt. We don't want them angry. We don't want them disturbed in any way by the emotions that are flooding us at that moment. So we squash it. We lay down those emotions. Well, we do that out of love for our children. And God says that we are supposed to love one another. We're supposed to love one another the way that he loves us. It doesn't say to love those who love us back. It doesn't say to love those who are kind to us and nice to us and treat us the way that we want to be treated. It says we are to love one another. That means everyone. And so therefore, if we are to act out of love, we should be doing for everyone the same that we do for our children. Lay down those emotions so they don't affect them. Lay down those emotions. Jesus laid down his emotions. And it doesn't say that he pushed his emotions aside for a little while. It doesn't say that he stuck them on a shelf somewhere so that he could come back to them later. It says he laid them down. And so what come to my mind was this. Picture your hands full. Your hands are full of those emotions. And you need to do something. You need your hands free so that you can do something that you need to do. So you have to lay them down. So that your hands are free to do what you've been commanded to do because those emotions are in your hands right now and they are keeping you from doing what you know you need to do. They're in the way. So you need to lay them down. Let your hands be free to do what God's commanded you to do. Jesus laid down his emotions and A lot of people have the mistaken idea that because Jesus is the son of God, that means he was supernatural and that none of this stuff affected him, that it was all easy for him. But that's simply not true. The word tells us that he came to this earth as a flesh and blood man, that he experienced all the same things that we do. 
He knew fear. He knew heartache. He knew pain. He knew love. He knew betrayal. He knew rejection. He knew anxiety and stress. He knew and felt all of those things. He just didn't lash out in them. He didn't sin because of them. He laid them down and chose to love instead. And in case you were to ever doubt any of that, take a look at Luke chapter 22, verses 43 and 44. It says, Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Have you ever been in such agony? Have you ever been so stressed out or so filled with anxiety that you actually sweat drops of blood? No, I don't think so. But he did. He did. And he asked God to take this cup from him if he could. But he followed that by not my will, but yours. He felt those emotions. He felt extremely huge, overwhelming emotions to the point that he was sweating blood. But he did the right thing. He did the right thing. Did he have the power to make all of this go away? Sure he did. Did he have the authority to? Sure he did. But he gave up all of that. He gave up his power, his authority, and everything. Why? He did that for us. He did it for us. Think about the worst thing that's possibly ever happened to you. The worst thing that you've ever lived through. And then I want you to think about the crucifixion. The crucifixion. Jesus was unjustly accused. He was slandered, he was betrayed, he was beaten, he was tortured, he was spit upon, he was humiliated in every possible way, he was mocked, and then he was hung on a cross. He was nailed to and hung on a cross. Now, I just list probably... Everything that could possibly happen to a person in their life that would lead to very strong emotions, things that you would feel totally justified in lashing out about, those all happened to him in one day. We're not even talking about all the rest of his 33 years, but just in that one day, those all happened to him. And as he's hanging on that cross, did he use his power to just wipe everybody out, to show them who he really was, to pay them back for everything they had done. No, what did he do? He looked at them and he forgave them. In the face of all of that hatred, in the face of all of that rejection, in the face of the people who were mocking him and laughing at him, he forgave them. 
He asked God to forgive them. So even more so, he interceded on their behalf and asked God to forgive them. He laid down his emotions. There was no place for those emotions. Why? Because emotions are fleeting. Emotions are liars. Emotions are a tool of the enemy to deceive us, ultimately to divide us. And to render us ineffective. They're not real. And they're fleeting. He laid down those emotions and he made a choice. And he made a choice to love. He made a choice to serve God and to obey God. To follow his command and to love. And that's what he did. He gave up his power, his authority and everything for us. So the question is, what are we willing to give up for each other so that they can see Jesus? What are we willing to give up for each other so that they can see Jesus? I'm going to leave you with that thought and simply say, lay down those emotions and choose love. Even if they don't deserve it, do it for God. You're serving him. Choose love to serve him. Until next time, y'all have a great day. Bye.